Okay. So today we're reading In the Monster Stories book. As we've been working our way through this book, we are in the third section, the gruesome giants and awful ogres section. And we're reading the third story in this section, which is called Bravo and the Giant. And it's by William Elliot Griffiths. And it's read by Mommy and... An, an angel from heaven. Oh, that's comforting to know. Angel, are you ready for the story? I'm blowing up that thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I hope it's about Satan and his bad creature giant. Well, it's definitely about a bad guy, so let's find out what the story is all about, shall we? Here we go. Ages ago, when the giants were numerous on the earth, there lived a big fellow named Antigonus. This giant was rough and cruel. He built a strong castle on the Scheldt River in Belgium, where the city of Antwerp now stands. The castle had four sides and high walls, and deep down in the earth were dark, damp dungeons. Now the river on which the giant built his castle was very grand, deep, and wide. The captains of ships liked to sail on it because there was no danger from rocks, and the country through which it flowed was so pretty. Every day they could see hundreds of white-sailed craft moving towards the sea or coming in from the ocean. The incoming ships brought sugar, wine, oranges, lemons, olives, and other good things to eat and wool to make warm clothes. But one day, the wicked giant came into the country to stop the ships and make the captains pay him money. He strode through the town with a big knotted club made out of an oak tree. He cried out to all the people to assemble in the great open square. From this day forth, he roared, no ship shall pass by this place without my permission. Every captain must pay me. Whoever refuses shall have both his hands cut off and thrown into the river. With this, the giant swung and twirled his club in the air and then brought it down on a poor countryman's cart, smashing it to pieces. Now, there was a brave young fellow named Brabo who lived in the province of Brabant. 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 Oh, his name is Brabo and he's from Brabant. That's interesting. I wonder if that's like if your name is Tex and you're from Texas. What do you think? Maybe. Okay. 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 He studied the giant's castle and saw a window where he could climb up and get into the giant's chamber. Bravo went to the duke and promised that if his lord's soldiers would storm the gates of the castle, he would seek out and fight the giant. While the soldiers battered down the gates, he would climb the walls. There's nothing but a bully and a boaster, said Bravo. 
Oh, I see. So he thinks that this giant is just a bully, huh? Well, let's see. The Duke agreed. On a dark night, 1,000 of his best men-at-arms marched towards the giant's castle, but with no drums or trumpets or anything that could make a noise. Reaching a wood full of big trees near the castle, Bravo and the soldiers waited till after midnight. All the dogs in the town and country for five miles around were seized and put into barns so as not to bark and wake up the giant. They were given plenty to eat, so they fell asleep quickly and were perfectly quiet. At the given signal, hundreds of men holding ship's masts or tree trunks marched against the castle gates. They punched and pounded and at last smashed the iron-bound timbers and rushed in. At about the same time, the barn doors where all the dogs had been kept were thrown open. In full cry, hundreds of the animals, from puppies to hounds, were out at once, barking, howling, yelping, as if they knew what was going on and wanted to see the fun. Oh, so now, did you hear what happened? We now know who let the dogs out. (laughs) It's just a little joke for parents and me. Okay. But where was the giant? None of the captains could find him. Not one of the prisoners held in the castle or the soldiers could tell where he was hidden. Bravo was not afraid. Some of his comrades inside helped him to set up a tall ladder against the wall. Then, while all the watchers and the men-at-arms had gone to defend the gates, Bravo climbed into the castle through a slit in the thick wall. This had been cut out like a window for the bow and arrow men. Ah, yes. I've seen that in castles before. There's small little thin windows just for the people who are shooting their arrows. Sword in hand, Bravo made for the giant's own room. Glaring at the youth, the big fellow seized his club and brought it down with such force that it went through the wooden floor. But Bravo dodged the blow and in a moment made a sweep with his sword. Oh my. Cutting off the giant's head, he threw it out the window and he had hardly touched the ground before the dogs arrived. One of the largest of these ran away with the trophy and the big, ugly head of the bully was never found again. Gross city, if you ask me. Very soon, every house in Antwerp displayed lighted candles and the city was lit up. After this, thousands of ships from many countries loaded and unloaded their cargoes in the keys and sailed peacefully by. Antwerp became rich again, and the people loved their native city so dearly that they made the proverb, All the world is a ring, and Antwerp is the pearl set in it. Oh, that's a nice way of saying the world is a pearl ring. Um, but yuck, that's what happens to big bad bullies who are giants in Belgium. I guess we should never be giants in Belgium, should we? Well, at least not be bad ones. Don't be a bad, don't be a bad giant in Belgium because you'll get your head chopped off. And that's the end of that. Got it? Got it. Got it. Okay. Can you say the end? The end. The end. <laughs>